Joining us for a conversation is The Grizz, Mr. Brian Testo, to discuss Grizzly Discoveries, which is exploring metals of tomorrow in British Columbia. Mr. Testo, welcome to the show, sir. Good morning, Maurice. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, glad to have you on the program to share the value proposition before us in Grizzly Discoveries. Before we begin, Mr. Testo, please introduce us to Grizzly Discoveries and what is the opportunity your company presents to the market? Grizzly Discoveries is a, a, a junior exploration company that holds a huge, huge lawn package in Greenwood, B.C., as well as another package in, in uh by Cranbrook in BC called the Robocop. Uh, we've been around for uh, 15 years. We've been exploring in the area of Greenwood and uh, for about 13 and then 15 years. But having said that, there was about eight or nine years when the junior markets were pretty ugly. And you'll remember 2008, 2011 and 216, you couldn't raise no money. So we didn't do a whole lot of exploration. We kept our land package together and we kept the company together by open by crook just to keep everybody happy. We uh, we raised money in, in 2022 and we actually started doing uh, more prospecting and drilling and keeping everything up to date. Other than that, we were just doing small programs. All right. Now, germane to the rich mining history in the region, this could be one of the most opportune times to become a shareholder if one considers where Grizzly Discoveries is now in the mining cycle. Well, right now, we're, we're in elephant country. We want to make a major discovery, one or two major discoveries. And I do believe on our property, we have the potential to make one or two or more major discoveries. There's so much potential in that area. It's unbelievable. We've spent the, the money that we have spent prospecting and, and drilling and developing it and doing uh, geophysics and, and other things. Has We've done the heavy lifting. Now we've identified where our main targets are and where we're going to continue in the future drilling and we're going to hit a major deposit. Let's find out more. Mr. Testo, Grizzly Discoveries has an impressive land tenure of over, what is it, 160,000 continuous acres? Is that correct, sir? Yes, there's uh, actually 165,000 contigu contiguous acres in the prolific BC, uh, prolific Greenwood, BC area, the, the Greenwood Mining District, where uh, 7 million ounces of gold has been mined in the past and uh, over a billion pounds of copper and that's a b billion with a b it, it, i mean in, we'll go into the history of, of greenwood later in the interview i think but right now what i'm saying is we got huge potential now share with us also uh, who are some of your neighbors in that region ken ross had the buckhorn mine about seven miles I think it's about, I'll, I'll go in miles instead of kilometers, but about seven miles away, all our property in the Greenwood borders the U.S. border. We're tied up against the U.S. border. We got about 35 miles of, of 
length of our ground that borders the U.S. border. Uh, Kinross was in there, Hecla and uh, Caliber Mines were, were in there. They're, in the past, it was, there was all kinds of different uh, American mining companies working the, the copper and the gold and silver in the area. Oh, rich mining history. Now, let's visit the project portfolio. Sir, take us into the prolific Republic Greenwood Gold District and provide us with an overview of the Greenwood properties. Well, in, in 1905, the, the town of Greenwood had three copper smelters. They were the biggest copper producer in the Dominion. A couple big mining companies in the States tried to... to undermine the, the, the copper value of, of the area, but they didn't do it. It produced, uh, like I said earlier, 7 million ounces of gold in a 40-mile area and billions of pounds of copper, and I don't even know how much silver. It was a tremendous amount of silver, and the potential is still there to hit more. Now, in terms of work delineation, what work has your team conducted on the Greenwoods Claim Group's as a whole, and what metals are you targeting? We did uh, geophysics. When we first got the property, we flew with helicopter. We've done uh, several thousands of ground samples. We've done prospecting. We've uh, used new, new technology on it, which I'll get into later. All right, sir. Now, the Greenwood properties host a number of highly prospective targets slash projects that have blue sky potential in terms of high-grade gold and silver. Let's visit the first target, the Midway, which looks to have high-grade gold potential. Tell us about the target and some of the recent successes there. Okay, and at the Midway, we owned uh, the big block of, of the Midway. There was about 400, 500 acres in the middle that we didn't own. Uh, a prospector named Dan Hurd owned that property. Another great thing about this partnership I've got in with Grizzly Discoveries and put the correct permits in. They work with the ministry all the time, so they're gonna make sure that all the right permits are in and it's something they do on a daily basis. So it's easy for them where it's a lot of work for me. Well, I am so excited about this partnership and I think that mine is going to produce a lot in real short order. Thank you so much. Awesome. I am happy to have a partnership with you, Grizz. Left to left is heart to heart. <laughs> and if you want to get in on the action, as I said, Grizzly Discoveries is traded publicly on the TSX. Is TSX, the uh, OTC, and then in Frankfurt, Germany. Our symbols, uh, GZD in Canada. GZDIF in uh, United States and G6H in uh, and Frankfurt Exchange in Germany. There we go. He he uh, did a deal with us in October of 2022 on that property, and we we've done uh, prospecting and grab sampling of the old historic mines that are around there, and we came up the 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 grab samples came up with numbers of of uh, two ounces of gold per ton, 78 ounces of silver, and uh, smatterings of copper and other things in the deposit. So we, what we've done since then is after we did the deal with Dan and got that block in the middle, there's a new uh, 
geophysics system that that came out in in uh, well months months before we used it in Australia. Uh, I'm having a senior moment here. Oh, the loop. So we run the loop on it, and the reason we got to use the loop on on the on on the Medway was because our our consulting geologist Michael Dufresne from Apex Geoscience has an office in Australia, and the the technology came out of Australia, and they actually tested it on our ground, and we came back with huge anomalous targets, big big targets that we're going to be drilling. Uh, in 23 and forward now sticking with high grade potential take us to the imperial mine what specifically has your team excited here and tell us about some of the recent successes there as well well we've got at, at the imperial mine i'm going top of my head here but i believe the the uh, assay results were in the magnitude of uh, 50 55 ounces of silver per ton all these mines were old uh, small producing mines in the past and the reason that they shut down wasn't because they ran out of oil. the reason was because the price of silver went down and the war was on and this happened and that happened but the ore is still there now speaking of high grade how about copper i understand that the greenwood hosts some copper there as well talk to us about the is it pronounced sapaho target the Sapo. Sapo. The Sapo target. Actually, uh, it's good you brought up the Sapo because out of all our ground, which is huge, the Sapo is my favorite project. It has been since day one, since I first walked on it. We have got samples there of up to 10% copper. That's 10% <laughs> on, on grab samples. We drilled and we got, we got some platinum, vanadium. There's gold, silver, and huge copper potential. Last year, we sent uh, our prospectors out to look at some of the ground we hadn't looked at on, on the project, and they found two or three new occurrences of really high-grade copper, and it's right up tight against the U.S. border. Oh, very intriguing. Take us to, is it KET-28? What is the opportunity there? KET-28 is... Uh, a, a gold system that, that we drilled early on in uh, 211, I believe, we, we punched a couple holes into it. And we got some some grades of 12 to 15 grams, uh, so what, that'd be half an ounce of gold per ton in, in uh, 10, 12 meters. And what, what we've done since then, we did a couple small drill programs there, and, and it's... Uh, it's a low-grade deposit. There's lots and lots of, of uh, potential there. It's 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 low-grade with a few high-grade intersections. We we uh, I think it was 2021. We we joint ventured it out with another company, and Highvale, and they they've done regional work and they they did uh, uh, ground geophysics and and different ground sampling. To, to find where that often the main showings because it's another it's another big block and it does border the U.S. as well. All right, let's move on to the Dayton Sidley. What is the value proposition there? That, that the Dayton Sidley is is uh, 
I, I, it's copper. It, it's high copper. It, I believe it has silver in it. We, we did some drilling there and we got some 0.2% uh, copper uh, equivalent from the gold and, and silver that's in it. All right. And finally, let's visit the mother load claim block. What has Grizzly excited there? The mother load is is the the one of the main historic mines that was there. It was it was underground to start with, and then they did an open pit. And there, we have all the ground on top of where the old mine was, and we're looking at at uh, picking up the the actual old mine pit. And you can walk through there, Maurice, and there there's high grade jumps out at you. I mean, there's more high grade in their dump. Then a lot of companies are mining it. It's like <laughs> huge potential there. So we've we punched a few holes into it, and we're going to spend more time and, and uh, look at at where the the big deposit is. All right, we've covered gold, silver, and copper, but there's one more metal I think we can cover, and that's cobalt. What can you share with us about cobalt? Well, in the Greenwood area, we we have. Uh, smatterings of cobalt, but our main project for, for cobalt is Robocop, which is about 250 kilometers away to the, to the east. It's a separate property, about 12,000 12, acres, which we will go into later in the interview. We've also got, at the Sappho, we hit platinum, planadium, and we got uh, lead and zinc as well. Like some, some of the the grab samples and different things, we got up to uh, 60% zinc and, and lead in, in, in veins in some of the systems. So we have all the battery metals covered, as well as critical minerals, as well as gold and silver. So it comes as a big package. Now, before we leave the, green, the Greenwood properties, I'm sorry, can you get us up to speed on the work that your team plans to conduct this year? What we plan on doing is we've, uh, we're about probably a couple of weeks away from permitting uh, the Midway, the Imperial, and the Sapo for drilling. We've, we've planned a, a fairly significant uh, drill program contingent to raising money, which we are doing right now. So we're going to be doing that as well as prospecting and, and doing some more geophysics and soil sampling. I mean, the, the, the thing is with the block that we have in Greenwood, there's some ground, although we've held it for 13 years, there, there's some ground we haven't walked on and there's potential on there. So we're gonna be doing drilling and prospecting and move everything forward. All right, leaving the Greenwoods. We talked about the RoboCop just a minute ago. Uh, introduce us to the RoboCop and specifically the metals your team is exploring for, the work, and the results your team is excited about there. Okay, we, we picked up the RoboCop a few years back. We, we've done uh, uh, geophysics on it. There's a bunch of targets. We've applied for drill permits. The, it, the, the RoboCop is, is uh, down by Cranbrook, B.C., it, it uh, again borders the U.S. border, and there's a reason why all our properties border the U.S. border. And I'm going to tell you that later in the interview. But at, at, in in the uh, at at 
the RoboCop, they have their, their own power system. One of the, the farmers' uh, family put in a, a hydroelectric generator, so they got their own power. There's very good infrastructure there. It's uh, we we have the permits from the government. We just have to uh, talk to the indigenous people there, and once we get the permits there, we will be drilling. Now, where's the RoboCop in relation to the Greenwoods? It's about 260 kilometers due east of the Greenwood. So about what, what's that miles? 150 miles. Imagine that. Okay, it's a separate standalone property, and we would call it our second flagship. And that was my next question: Is this a non-core asset, or is it a second flag- flagship? So you've uh, answered it. A second flagship. We're we're quite excited about the RoboCop. We have been. There's a few permitting issues there, but other than that, we will get past that, and we will make a discovery there as well. Now, is the plan to drill here this year as well? If we can get the permits and things and we get enough money, we would, would be drilling there, definitely. All right. Leaving the project site, let's discuss some important topics germane to your projects, beginning with reversionary interests. Are there any on your projects, meaning are they 100% owned, sir? Everything that we have is 100% owned, except for the Cat 28, which we JV'd, in uh, 2021, 2022, and we own uh, 20, 20% of the Ket 28, which is about uh, 7,000 acres. But out of the, say there's 155,000 acres on that one that we own, on the Greenwood that we own 100% of, and the Robocop is 100% of all right, we're going to get into some numbers later in this discussion, but from a capital expenditure standpoint, how is the infrastructure on all of your projects? The infrastructure at the Greenwood is fantastic. It's an old mining camp. There, uh, highway 3, which is the main highway in British Columbia, runs right through the middle of our property. We have power lines. We have pipelines there. And, and better than that, we have people, old people descendants of the old miner that are mining people so you have you have people to do the work that already live in the, the small towns around there and they all want mining it's very friendly mining area and the indigenous people in in green greenwood area chief louis is one of the best uh, he is the best indigenous leader to deal with because he's a progressive guy he wants good paying jobs for his people and with together with stewardship of the land and we're we're we look after the land we're not we're not there to destroy anything we're there to make good jobs and high paying jobs and make the land better than it was when we got so we got we got that, and then at the uh, RoboCop, the same infrastructure. Like I said, there's hydroelectric energy. There's there's uh, there's roads. There's not. We we don't use a helicopter for anything on any of our properties. Ninety nine percent of our properties, you could drive your Cadillac to if you wanted. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you might bruise. You might bruise it a bit, but 
it's very accessible. All right. Now, is the ultimate goal for Grizzly Discoveries to build a mine or discovery and then sell your projects? Well, we have people on our team that have put mines into production. We have the, 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 uh, basically what we'll do is when, when we do, and we will hit a major discovery, we will see what's best for the shareholders. If it's better to, to, to sell it to a, a bigger player, then we will do that. If it's better to mine it, whatever's going to be more profitable for the shareholders. All right, we've discussed the good. Let's address the bad. What can go wrong, and what are your action plans to mitigate that wrong? Well, I mean, what can go wrong? A nuclear bomb can go off, and we can all die. I can't do nothing about that. But on, on the, on the we're an exploration company. Our, our results might not come up to what, what we need, although I do believe they will. Uh, I can't. Personally, I can't see anything going wrong that we have control of. Something that can go wrong that I don't or my team does not have control of, we can't do nothing about. Roger that, sir. All right, switching gears. Let's discuss the people responsible for increasing shareholder value. Who is Brian the Grizz Testo and what makes him qualified for the task at hand? Well, I don't like blowing my own horn, but I'll tell you, I started out picking up rocks when I was three years old. I'm 71 now, so I've got a bit of experience in that. Uh, I've taken uh, a, a few projects that are like a, a gravel resource. I developed it into a, a, a very high-value high gravel pit. Uh, I've been in business most of my life. I, I started out as a tradesman. I got several trades. I, I've been in the market for 52 years trading stock. Uh, basically, I, what, what I do is I figured out a long time ago, you don't have to be the sharpest knife in the drawer to run a company. What you have to do is be able to identify and hire or get people involved that are that have way more knowledge than I do to get to move things forward. So I would say that that my biggest thing is is I don't have an ego. I don't care who gets the credit for finding the deposit. What I look for is I put together people that are very very loyal, and I could go into some stories that would blow your mind about how some of our people are loyal and have worked for us for, for a few years without getting paid because they believed in me, they believed in our projects, and we got some of the, the highest caliber people in the field in Grizzly. Yeah, I remember you sharing some of those uh, stories, uh, those personal stories in, of your team making those uh, sacrifices and the belief in, your, in the vision and future of Grizzly Discoveries. Let's talk about some of those people. Please introduce us to your board of directors. Okay, well, we'll start off with uh, <clears throat> Sam Telsdorf is a, a doctor in Toronto and a real estate developer, and, and he's involved in several other mining companies. He's got... He's got a lot of, of uh, mining experience and knowledge. I mean, I've been talking to geologists. I'm not a geologist. I've been talking to geologists all my life. And Sam has more 
understanding of geology than I do. Uh, he's a, he's a very good businessman, and and he he's he 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 helps us along the way by with his experiences. Joe Price is is a, a geologist, and she has an MBA, and she's worked with several companies. She's been on 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 Discovery things, and uh, she brings a whole bunch to the table. Uh, Jimmy Gregg is an MBA and a geologist, and he's been uh, he's been involved with huge companies, and, and both in the oil and gas field and the mining companies, and and he 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 does uh, he he knows the people in finance, he he knows how to put together different things. Well, how about your management team? What uh, who's on your management team there, sir? Well, Mike Defraid from Apex Geoscience brings huge experience to the team he, he does our uh he does all the technical stuff he's he's brought mines into production uh he's 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 a big company he's he's got 150 200 people working for him and he's working on every continent in the world except for antarctica and so he brings all that he's got engineers working for him geologists different things and he brings all that to the table for Grizzly because he believes in the in 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 the Greenwood. And to be honest, the Greenwood was his project that we brought in. He 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 convinced me to get into the Greenwood because he'd worked there as a junior geologist a lot of years ago and he loved the area and he knew the potential. So we have we have huge people on our team that can take us either we're going to go into a mine or we're going to go into a joint venture or whatever we're going to do we have the capability to handle whatever comes our way all right anyone on your technical team that you'd like to cover pardon anyone on your technical team that you would like to cover with us well mike is mike is uh on the technical team as well as all the directors and then we have uh Nancy Mascot, who, who's been with us for IR and, and uh, vice president, she's president, of, or yeah, she's uh, corporate development, president of corporate development. She she's been with us for a long time. She has experience in in the in the capital markets and and uh, different things on, on promotional stuff. And like she worked for us for five years without getting paid when times were tough. We have very loyal people on our team. Yeah, that speaks volumes. Uh, tip my hats off to her. All right, let's look at some numbers. Sir, please provide the capital structure for Grizzly Discoveries. Right now we're sitting at, I believe, I'm going off the top of my head here, but $141 million out, outstanding. Uh, I believe there's $24 million, uh, uh options and warrants. But if them $24 million get get exercised, we'll have 2.1 million in the bank to, to use for, for drilling and development. Uh, our, between, I own thir around 13 million sh shares of Grizzly, which I paid lots of my paid a dollar for when we first came out, we came out at a dollar. I put, uh, when we started Grizzly, I put a million bucks into it, so of my own coin, so I got skin in the game, plus I uh, participated in every financing has been, and I've made sacrifices to get there. So, 
we we have. I'm sorry, I'm rambling here. Oh no, sir. So we're, you you just highlighted uh, your belief in the company. How about other significant shareholders? Who else is, uh, has a belief in Grizzly Discoveries? Well, there's uh, friends and family are own about 30%, we believe. Maybe it's probably higher, but we're being conservative there. Uh, Sprott put money into it uh, a couple of years back into a, uh, a, a placement we did, about, I believe it was about 7%. There's, it's mostly retail people in it. Well, that's a big feather in your cap if you can get uh, Sprott to uh, deploy capital into you there. And uh, just to make sure, in case I missed it, how much debt do you have? Zero. That's a good number. <laughs> on we the, de- on the no, debt side. <laughs> we have no debt, and we will never have debt. All right, I can get on board because with that. that's one thing we don't do. We do not do anything unless the money's in the bank. You know, something else that uh, maybe uh, you didn't brag or boast about, but to be in business for 16, 17 years and to only have 140,000 shares outstanding. Um, 140 million. 100 million, I'm sorry, 140 million. That in and of itself is outstanding. So that is... Uh, and, and and no rollback. Yeah. We've never ever rollback, had a rollback. And as long as I'm at the helm, we won't. Because I've been involved in investing in several companies and maurice i've never in my life ever made money on a rollback ever never hey and i will never roll back the shares all right and what is your burden shoot me oh i'm sorry if somebody wants to roll back the shares they'll have to shoot me and 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 bury me before we roll back okay well we we know that will never happen there (laughs) okay uh just wanted to find out here as well um what is the burn rate the burn rate right now is uh, we're up to about 350 a year. We kept Grizzly really, really tight. I mean, we 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 cut back when things got tough. Like I said, people worked free, mm-hmm. and, and our 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 CFO worked for half of what we were paying them before. Different things like that because they all believe in 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 the in the company. They all believe in our projects. So our burn rate is roughly around 350 a year. That covers salaries, and that covers uh, uh, all our, our expenses, like our filing fees with the exchanges and all the different things like that. All right. In closing, multi-layered question here. What is the next unanswered question for Grizzly Discoveries? When can we expect a response, and what determines success? We're going to be... Drilling at, at the Imperial, the Midway, and the Sapo, uh, we're, we're targeting a uh, couple grams per ton gold and higher grades. And that that when we hit that and, and continue drilling, that'll be, we'll have success from there. Now, in terms of when can we expect a response, when do you think the market will get some, some results back on that? Well, if we start drilling in uh, in July, we should start getting results back by October, November. Roger that, sir. Now, Jermaine, to the company, what keeps you up at night that we don't know about? For Grizzly, uh, nothing keeps me up at night for Grizzly because we we've 
everything is covered off. The only thing that might keep me up at night is, is not being able to raise money in the market because of mitigating circumstances that we have no control of. That's the only thing. All right, sir. Last question. What did I forget to ask? Um, this is this is the part where you should pat me on the back and say, Maurice, you've covered everything. <laughs> no. Okay, yeah, Maurice, you, you covered uh, most everything. I, I just want to tell people that we have been committed to this company. All the people are committed. All the people are working very, very hard for the shareholders because we're all shareholders in this company. Everybody owns shares that works for Grizzly, owns shares in the company. And we all want to have success for ourselves and our shareholders. All right. Well, but you did do an excellent, uh, excellent interview asking the question. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. All right. Well, Mr. Testo, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Wishing you and Grizzly Discoveries the absolute best, sir. Thank you. And uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And I'll tell you, uh, Maurice, that uh, my dad's name was Mr. Testo. My name is Brian Grizz Testo. And my friends actually call me Grizz. G-R-I-Z. All right, Grizz. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Have a good day. The information presented on Proven Improbable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.